0: Shout out to this week's episode sponsor, The Smoking Session Shop, a black woman-owned cannabis brand. Inspired by a love for innovation and a passion for health awareness, Smoking Sessions owner Kim is dedicated to exposing the industry's connoisseurs to new natural smoking products. Smoking Sessions is a revolutionary lifestyle brand focused on delivering healthier options and storage. Their products include high-quality accessories like their smell-proof backpack and smell-proof stash pouch and high quality herbal wraps my personal favorite item from the smoking session shop are their lucy's they're a fruit and terpene infused herbal natural leaf cone which you can grab in a three pack bundle or create your own mix and match box from some of their delicious flavors including peaches and cream and refreshing lavender lemonade this month you can even find the exclusive women's month special including 10 packs of lucy's for only 30. dollars. use code wine and weed that's wine and weed for free shipping on any order on smoking Rated M for mature. We want
1: more. We want more. Like, we really like it. We want more.
0: Welcome back to the show. It's season three, and I'm excited to have the opportunity and the chance to bring you guys season three and keep creating this podcast. Welcome back to Wine, Weed, and Weave. I'm your host, Ayana, aka the Marijuana Ayana. And the whole reason I created this show is to highlight and share the work, voices, and experiences of brown and black women in the cannabis industry. Disclaimer as always everyone on the show is over 21 and lives in a state where you can consume cannabis legally as an adult. That is that. So before we get started in this episode for season three, uh, once again, I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening, supporting. I'm so excited. I never thought I'd make this many episodes. It was never my intention. But the more people are on and the more people get feedback about it, the more I realize it's important to keep creating this and keep having these conversations um, so here we are again, and the people I have on for this season are equally as amazing and talented as people in the last two seasons. So, for the first guest, I'm really excited to kick it off with someone who is that talented. But before we go, um, a couple announcements before we get started. This season schedule is going to be the same as last season, so it's going to be every other Sunday, so a bi-weekly schedule. This first episode should be out March 14th. That's a Sunday as well. And then I'm also accepting and looking for podcast partners for this season as well. We have a lot of slots filled up. So once they're full for the season, that's 12 episodes, they're going to be gone. So if you would like, um, you or someone you know is a business owner that's related to CBD or cannabis, especially if you're a Black entrepreneur or cannabis business owner in this space, I would love to support you and help us support each other um, and become a partner for the podcast. So you can DM me um, at the Marijuana Ayana for more information about that. So guest today, like I said, so excited, always so excited since (laughs) the first episode of season three. It's only right to start with a guest that has been somewhat, I think, a pioneer in this industry and a major influencer for the women of color in the cannabis community. The cannabis industry in general, I think, has been heavily influenced on on this young lady right here. I got to give her her props. Um, She's from Philly. She's now based in Cali. She's a content creator. Um, A model, a rapper, a singer, a basically creative cannabis baddie, to to put it shortly. Oh, my whole heart right now. (laughs) Lord, I'm like, well... Cannabis baddie, that's what I like to call it, because, I mean, I feel like I left some things off there. You do so much, but... You (laughs) know, I... Ashley, Ashley, wow, Ash, wow, as you might know her on Instagram. Welcome girl
1: well first of all let me <laughs> let me clap for that introduction because i'm like well shit who's coming out you're like oh, <laughs> it's oh you. shit that's me <laughs> <It's you. laughs> hello everybody
0: hi <laughs> i am the, the creative candidates baddie
1: that is me <laughs> yeah I'm that, oh that that is i I, me. I want
0: you to just feel like a bad bitch on the show like you know with you Michael. got me feeling it's just make like you remember what you've accomplished like
1: it's always my goal to just put a spotlight on y'all real quick. To be honest, Diana, I I don't even really think about the shit that I have done because my mind. My <laughs> mind is always like, What's next? Like now that I've got this done, what am I doing next?
0: Like mm-hmm. what
1: mm-hmm. crazy thought, idea, concept, just anything is gonna pop in my head. And stay there until like I make it come to life, basically.
0: You're nonstop with it. Like you are every time I see something you make, I'm like, you are just getting better and better.
1: Because I love what I do. I love what I do. I've always and to be a person that I'm to be living the life that I'm living right now, I am one hundred percent blessed. And I, you know, I've always said when I started my cannabis journey, I'm like, "Hey, yo, universe, if this is the shit that I'm supposed to be doing, let a bitch know. And if I'm not supposed to be doing, let a bitch know. <laughs> and the universe was like, oh, all right, cool. I'm just going to keep slowly opening doors for you. You keep trying, you keep doing you, and I'm going to keep opening doors for you where in other places and other come to fruition like for the longest time I've always wanted to display my creative talents from Mm -hmm. um singing to creating music to even you know getting into like filming and wanting to like my ultimate goal is to like be a like create a full film and to be like a female version of spike lee so <laughs>
0: oh my God! Um, it's not it's not sunday but i you are preaching you're just saying so many things that a lot of us can resonate with yeah. right like universes if, if this is for me show me mm-hmm. and a lot of us don't even imagine being in this space and doing mm-hmm. the things that we're doing and yet we are here
1: you know because i would have never imagined that i'd be able to reach so many people and that's what also makes me feel so blessed that i know there's so many talented and artistic people who don't have that platform the way how i've been able to build it and even so mine is it's still growing but they don't have that and they're so crazy talented so i know that i'm blessed and i thank god for it every day which is also why um I just finished my first documentary project. It's a Mm -hmm. mini documentary. It's only like 10 minutes long. Um, And it is highlighting uh, um, creators of color who we don't know about. So people that have maybe like a thousand followers or even like like 400 followers on social media. Mm -hmm. But they are so damn dope. And there's just something in them that I see that I'm like, I see I see myself in you <laughs> when I, love I started at like 240 and said, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to keep pushing. And I had like less than 47 followers. And I was just like, this is what I'm doing, y'all.
0: Like, I love that.
1: <laughs> so, I love that so
0: much that you're reaching back and being like, who do I see that looks like me yeah. that I can also yeah. bring into this space?
1: And, I'm always
0: preaching like, it's always my goal to reach back as well. Like, you know, if I get that, an opportunity, let me reach back and grab someone else that looks like me.
1: And that is so important um, for me. To reach back and I, the more that I, the more that I become successful or just gain more in this industry and even like going past the cannabis industry, because I do want what I do to not just be in the cannabis industry, but to translate Mm -hmm. across other brands and across and go into mainstream of being like, wow, this girl consumes cannabis openly, but get shit done. Like, look at yeah. dog, like Snoop Dogg. Look dog. at Rihanna. Look exactly. At, like, yeah. So that is, you know, my ultimate goal. But in the same time, I want to, as I am moving up and getting better with, like, the opportunities, I want to reach back and do the same thing and help people grow because then they can do the same thing. And then that's how you Mm -hmm. build a legacy. That's how you build a tribe. Like that's how you build what I like to call black excellence.
0: Oh Um, my goodness. You are, we are already on speaking the same language. We haven't even gotten into the questions you guys. So this is is just what happens when you kind of just like connect in the space and Mm -hmm. you find people that look like you. And that think like you, I was literally just having a conversation with another really talented content creator in this industry. Like, if more and more of us had the mindset of working together and collaborating and reaching back, the more we can be successful and the more of us can be in this space and be yeah. successful. And like, we can all do it together. It doesn't have to be competitive. Yeah, just and that's outside what, is making it competitive. So that's so why I'm like, I totally feel you. Oh my god, yeah. you gave me so many ideas on like and I wish, future things we need to do. A future, I
1: would love to, to like let's have some more conversations and talk because that is that's what bought me into this cannabis space. Like it was never about me. Like if I would have told you, um. If you would have told me that this is what I was going to be doing and that I would be such a public face, I would have never believed you. Because I've always just been one that I'm okay being behind the scenes, but being the Mm -hmm. driving force that gets shit done for the greater good. And that Mm -hmm. is why I got involved in the cannabis scene in the first place when I was in Philly is because I saw a really tiny um, trap event and Mm -hmm. I it was amazing and I went up to the guy that was running it and I was like this is dope but I guarantee you I can make it better <laughs> um that's literally I love that attitude. That's literally that's what that I cool. said. I was like, but you know, and I said, like, I don't I care <laughs> where you start me, like start me. And he literally started me at the bottom as like a greeter greeting everybody and collecting. Tickets. The well, bitch, I was the best greeter and ticket collector. <laughs> like I had that shit so smooth. <laughs> like oh my God. I just had to get bumped up. And I was like, okay, now that I've done all these like little tasks and jobs that you need me to do and I've handled it with a breeze, high Jesus. as fuck, like I got some ideas. Listen to me. And <laughs> all right. <laughs> I have something to say. Or you have a package Or there's a squirrel. Guys. Nice. Nobody's or there.
0: there's someone nice. at the door. Max. Nice. Relax. That's the only time <laughs> dogs bark a lot. If there's a there's, male man there's a a squirrel. Kid
1: going by on the lawn, See? I was like, I know. Yeah, both I have these dogs, dog. <laughs> like, if get off the lawn with a dog, it'd be these two. That's <laughs> my dog. That's what I'm like.
0: If there's male, i know there's mail because my dog tells me before but girl i feel so safe like i I can legit
1: sleep with the doors unlocked and be like come up in here if you want to because some people know (laughs) they'll tell you like come up in here if you want to you don't want no kneecaps today if (laughs) anyone is
0: by my door my dog lets me know immediately
1: yeah so exactly the
0: dogs is our transition sound (laughs)
1: Perfect. <laughs> to
0: the question.
1: Perfect. But
0: of course, my first question, as always, what do you think guys, guys, you? guys, guys, we're they're transitioning like, oh my into questions. They're like, we got it. Where the transition sounds? <laughs> they're like, <laughs> they're like, we're transitions. After you go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yep. All right. We were just saying before okay. we started recording how have much to we love dogs. No oh, here. you're
1: okay. We need just saying
0: okay recording see? how much we Nobody's love no because one's they're here. so affectionate and they're so, like, protective. And I have had dogs for years and years and years in my life. And they're such a pain, but, like, you love them so much. Oh, my, my whole heart.
1: But as you see, as soon as I open the door now, she's yawning and pillow. They're
0: like, oh, yeah, we're just chilling. Aria, just pillow. We just wanted your attention. Dogs are like kids, low-key.
1: No, I don't want the ball, Max. <laughs> He's like you could take you could throw a ball. Oh you. man!
0: So I'm gonna just tell y'all what I'm smoking today, and then Ashley, when you're ready, tell what you're smoking. Okay, I'm smoking some. um Oh man, I'm already high.
1: <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm at your level.
0: I'm trying to find what I'm smoking. I sent a picture to a friend so I can remember, but I did mix it with some CBD. So I was, I'm already high cause I was on a week long tolerance break. I put myself on a week long to- tolerance break, Oh um, which was that? very hard. It was very difficult. I won't
1: lie. <laughs> no, for personal reasons. Just
0: I'm trying to like take week long tolerance breaks, like once a month for at least like three to three days to a week Mm -hmm. because I consume so much like I work in the cannabis industry as you know Mm -hmm. we consume a lot we have to consume a lot for work stuff too yep um and I take dabs a lot for like work things I recently got into dabbing I love dabbing so much but
1: (laughs) speaking of dabbing I'm putting some sauce into my blend
0: oh yes yeah I've been heavily into the dabbing so and I'm gonna be dabbing more because I'm gonna be taking shoots for a new work project so I feel like I need to take breaks because I consume so 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 much for work now I'm sure you're used to that feeling especially Mm -hmm. when you're taking pictures and videos oh Mm my god
1: yeah um
0: how high do you get after taking a shoot because I see your shoots and they're so elaborate and you look gorgeous of course as always but I'm sure after you're
1: very high to be honest with you uh Or you're like, nah, not at all. It's a running (laughs) joke. Nobody knows whether I'm drunk, stoned, or anything because how. <laughs> How I am. And I can be absolutely ripped, but you will never know. I'm like, You have I, no idea. Like I have to tell you, yo, I'm fucked up. <laughs> That's funny. That's so funny. I,
0: well, yeah, I'm smoking, I found what I was smoking. I'm smoking pound cake. That's what I'm smoking today.
1: I heard of the pound cake. Or I have yeah. um some peanut butter breath and Ooh. and also some cherry Z sauce that I'm gonna put into it.
0: Ooh, I love the good sauce live resin I've been heavily into live resins lately mm. um, butter so has been like my favorite I've been like looking at the best like electric dab rigs I'm really getting into it for someone that didn't dab four months ago I love dab <laughs> so for electric
1: dab rigs I, I love the mini nail once I got once I like learned how to properly like use the mini nail because at first mm-hmm. I was like I'm wasting weed I don't know how to use it But then, like, my homie was like, girl, just turn the carb cap this way so you can get better airflow. And it changed my life. I was like, what? So you mean that a 180 degree turn was all I needed to do? You're like, damn, I
0: must have been high. I probably smoked too much
1: so yeah it was uh you know it was very very it was interesting
0: that's so good so speaking of cannabis my first question is when did you have first your first experience with cannabis and how did it lead you to like be in this industry like when you first had it were you like oh man this is something or were you still kind of like just figuring out if you liked it or you Uh know how did that start
1: (laughs) okay so yeah the very first time that I ever smoked weed was in college I was um 18 and I was a freshman um and my very first puff <laughs> the first puff after the first puff I was like I smoke weed. it was history <laughs> but what I do I smoke weed but <laughs> everybody else was like I'm trying other things I'm like no no this is me <laughs> y'all can try other stuff cool i'm good <laughs> but yep me and my snacks and my weed are gonna go over here um and i went to college in new york city i went to new school university which is um i guess my school flex is like a parson school of fashion which is like inside the uh, project runway and the mm-hmm. studio those are all filmed at my university um Parsons School of Design and new school, mm-hmm. part of the new school. But being in New York City, you know, um, it was, <laughs> ma'am, I got custied so hard <laughs> oh. being in New York City, not knowing anything about cannabis, because the way how it started, my very first day, freshman, um, first day of class. Mm-hmm. at McDonald's with like my new like doormates and stuff and there's this guy that walks up to me and just hands me a business card and is like for whatever you need and I was like what the fuck what like, <laughs> and, like one of my roommates who you know they're, I went to a very the school that I went to it's a private university and mm-hmm. they had it's wealthy as shit um, mm-hmm. one of the a lot of the one percent Go there. So sometimes the one percent know about things that us folk, <laughs> regular like the lower middle class regular folk, don't know about. So like, oh my god, you got a business card, and I'm like, what's that mean? They're like, that's the guy that gets you everything, and I was like, wow, oh, uh, okay. I didn't know that. And they're like, this is great because I needed some weed. I needed this. I needed that. I was like, whoa, here you take this card because you clearly need it more than I do. (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out why I got handed a business card. (laughs) So... Yeah, that night they called him, and there was this Asian woman that showed up that was super adorable and had a briefcase. And the next thing I know, this bitch went click click and opened it up, and it was just jars and jars and jars. Oh my gosh, jars of weed. Um, but then New York City prices, though.
0: Oh yeah, they
1: they're not cheap. Yeah, and they're like ninety dollars for eighth. Oh my gosh. And like a New York City eighth is like two point seven. 3.0 on a what day. yes ma'am <laughs> yeah. never in my life will yeah. i buy new york weed i'm sorry <laughs> oh, ma'am i'll never do it again like i don't care like because i'm bringing it with me sorry Oh, absolutely. the truth. like a new york eighth is well correction a new york eighth in manhattan when you don't know any better it's,
0: it's gonna be a hundred dollars i sure. Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely. I was always spending anywhere from like a hundred to like I was spending like two to three hundred dollars on weed. Um, and maybe getting about like two, three jars, barely mm-hmm. getting a quarter. Like, Never in my life. <laughs> get it like now what I know what I know, I'm like, oh girl, you got so cuskied. Like you got cussied so hard. Um <laughs> But then I just, through my creative passions and stuff like that, um, started getting more just like smoking weed and then mm-hmm. making music, doing hip hop, tendency to cross paths with people that become your plug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and get better.
0: I miss the plug, low-key. I'm from Texas. So
1: mm, man, me too. My plug, shout-out to Smoke, my Philly plug. <laughs> it was my very first like Philly plug. He used to ride up to me on a bicycle when I pull up on my car and oh. would, like hand me like the bag and just keep driving on his bike. That was smooth. Shout-out to you. And Every time I bought a bag, I knew it was paying for his daughter's dance lessons. Listen, <laughs> like, that's why I
0: love the plug. So it's like, I knew exactly where his money was going yep. to. Like, I met his wife.
1: Mm-hmm, like, exactly. I bought Thanksgiving dinner to my plug. Like, you know, like, we're family. He's Like, hey, yo, Ash, you good? Like, <laughs> like, when you get to know.
0: <sighs> yeah, when you're like, this is someone just trying to take care of their family. Mm-hmm. And I'm just helping them do that. That's
1: yep. What- And I'm totally okay with you taking my money.
0: I'd rather help you do it than the dispensary.
1: Honestly, I felt that way for the longest time. Um, I was like, why give my money?
0: I mean, I love dispensaries too. But if you're in a place where you only have the plug and they're getting arrested for weed, it makes no sense because they're doing the
1: same thing the dispensaries are
0: doing just trying to have a job <laughs> yeah,
1: and, I, and that's my whole thing of why i was for the longest time so anti-dispensaries because i'm like so you have these like uh corporations that are getting set up but like this exact same man who's trying to
0: yeah
1: good and- yeah
0: some dispensaries are getting better at acknowledging that mm-hmm. and doing things about it like shout out to a lot of dispensaries that i work with and Brands I work with because they're either black owned or they give money directly to, uh, you know, people of color, yeah. you know, and who have been incarcerated. Like if you do that, then you're making an effort, you know?
1: Yeah. It's why, you know, I'm, I'm very selective if you've noticed about the brands that I'm like, well, yes, and that I do, because number one, like, mm-hmm. I personally don't like being sold, and like, I don't like when I go on someone's page and every other post is just like, this, 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 mm-hmm. this, and don't get me wrong. Like I don't knock anybody's hustle. Do you? Everyone needs Do. to pay the bills. Every exactly. However, just for me, when I show something or if I talk with about something or if I like rock with a company or you see me tag them, it's because I don't had a conversation with own. Mm-hmm. I don't try product. I have thoroughly myself just looked at what their values are and like what they stand for because that's so Mm -hmm. important to me like i don't care how much money i'm being offered like what do y'all stand for are you Mm -hmm. use my language nut shit because no you can uh, you're fine (laughs) like that's away. (laughs) you know like if y'all are on some nut shit like i i can't my soul can't just do this and accept yeah Um, so there has been a lot of companies that I just, you know, it would be such a major flex for me to be showing them off on Instagram that I'm working with them and collaborating with them. But I'm just like, "Mm," behind the scenes, either a, you don't treat your customers that well. So that's a problem for me. Yeah, I, Yeah, I, I hear you. I come from a customer service background so when you as a company treat these people that are paying your bills and taking care of your 401k plan and like they're putting future money into like your legacy and you don't have time for them, I don't have no time for y'all. So mm. <laughs> that's just, you know, that part. I I very my whole doing everything that I do is for people. I always say if I can make one person feel better than all the shit that I've done all of just like the vulnerability that I put myself through because every time that I you know post something or create something I come from a very vulnerable space because y'all are getting access into my head
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're getting access into this is
0: Yeah, that's what you've been thinking about Mm -hmm. and you made it, you know, like, yeah, and that's a great. So you've been making cannabis content for like years now. How do you continue to stay creative? And like, it seems like you're always developing something new. I feel like, like I said, I've been watching your journey forever. And you just seem to be evolving and changing and just always creating something that's interesting.
1: Honestly, I just... I can't even say, like, where the... You don't even know. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't know. Like, I keep saying over and over again, it's things that pop up in my brain and ideas that I see it in my head and I'm like, okay all I can think about is what are the steps that I'm going to need to do to make what's in my head come to real life. And that is actually what has developed my creative talent and like my skill set the most is because how I see it in my head, if it doesn't come out like that, then what I, or if I need a certain way, then I'm on YouTube watching like hours of tutorials just to figure out how to like, I don't know, CGI like a certain section onto <laughs> like it's just and that's called passion and love. Just it,
0: committed.
1: Yeah. And I just I'm just like, like,
0: I'm gonna figure out how to I, and that's pretty
1: much you're it, do uh figure it out. Like it. And that's pretty much it. There I have sometimes chats with myself where I'm like, bitch, I know we don't know how to do this, but we're gonna figure <laughs> it out. What is your um zodiac sign? I'm a cancer
0: oh, man, this makes so much sense. You're just like, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. It's going to it's gonna get figured out. I'm going to make it. I don't know how to make it. You know, I have to make it.
1: And, and if like, I don't
0: make it, then that's not going to happen.
1: <laughs> lately, I'm getting blessed that, you know, it's... I'm finding people that want to help contribute towards the crazy ideas in my head. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're with it. We are going to help you make this even better. And I'm building a team out here. Like, I've been in Los Angeles. Um, I moved from Philly to L.A. back in August. And already, within less than a year, like I've built a really solid team of creative people that I rock with. So incredibly hard, and mm-hmm. would like essentially jump in front of a bus for because we it's squad, <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> like listen, if you are up shooting late with me, we have bonded,
1: yeah. Know? Like, so I, yeah, I'm very, very excited about that, and it's it, so great. And I want to collaborate with like other, um content creators and stuff I know that due to COVID things are weird and then also I don't know like I you know the sad thing Iana, I never contacted by any content creators to like work with me and I would love to like women of color but no how I just they don't I I'm not sure why I
0: think I don't I don't even know I I feel like I've been following you since when I entered the industry in 2016 yeah like you were one of the first women of color that I saw like I didn't see a lot of us but you were one of the first and you were just like yourself and you're you were just online with weed and I was like I've never seen this before and I wish I did and then I started seeing more and more
1: and you want to know the reason why I started doing that is because the Um, trap events that I was telling you about that got Mm -hmm. hired in the cannabis industry we built that out to something beautiful and we Mm -hmm. have about like 1200 people showing up at our events and full-blown concerts and I was running a volunteer staff of like 45 people and 20 different vendors and like we were comparable to you know, a high times festival, but on the East Coast and even got like nods from major industry people. Mm -hmm. But it was in Philadelphia and the legalities are what we were doing was not exactly Yeah. You know, we were we were towing a very thin line and they shut it down. And shut it down because we were so massive It was on every news station that you could think of in Philadelphia about this event being shut down. And it hurt me so bad to hear them portray what we had created into a beautiful thing as such a negative, just like... Oh, the mm. rug addicts, all it and I'm like, excuse me, bitch, like, like, I'm like there were like businesses there. Rug Right, there's lawyers here, like there's a doctor here. I went to Mom's one
0: here. of those like, like kind of like trappy weed events the other day and it was great. And there was security there, there were people at the door, check your bags. Like I felt So comfortable there, and it was my people like it was people that look like me who also build businesses like me.
1: And it's like not for anything like my events, like I was like, my shit is upscale. Like when y'all came in there, you were just it was nice, even the cops were like, Wow, this is nice. Why? (laughs) I had been able to make connections, and on my volunteer staff was someone who did all of the costuming and set up like the curtains and wardrobes and everything for the philadelphia museum of art drug addict
0: (laughs) i bet the i bet they had a little bit of weird you
1: know i'm just like i literally have like people who are professionals in their field and they're volunteering to create like beautiful like tented atmospheres and we had like Sort of like Arabian Nights themes and stuff, and like oh my goodness, high end caterers and.
0: Would you ever do like one of those out here?
1: I would. I absolutely would.
0: Of course, post COVID.
1: But- yeah, post COVID for sure. But like, you know, I had my VIP section, my regular section, general admission. Every
0: I have someone I know exactly who I need to connect you with. Who's like a content creator, and she's an event planner in the cannabis space. In California
1: and L.A. But I'm just like, you know, I. it's something that I have loved to do. Mm-hmm. When the news made it seem like we were just like some thugs and hooligans. and Yeah, that, that was the, what
0: was happening.
1: That's what made me so upset. And what made me say, you know what? Okay, well, you silenced my voice here in Philly. I'm just going to go online now. And just do it even more. And I make sure that it now spreads not just in Philly. I want it to be everywhere. 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 Look at her now. <laughs> you know, and more importantly, like, y'all really tried to silence all of us and scare the shit out of me. And you don't scare me because I didn't do anything wrong. And I know that. Mm-hmm. If I did, my ass would be in jail. We wouldn't be talking, Ayana. So. <laughs>
0: Speaking of Philly, I love the energy of the people from Philly. Y'all have a whole different energy. Oh, yeah. We do. We do. (laughs) How do you think growing up there influenced Mm -hmm. you as a creator now and and influenced your views on cannabis?
1: So my Philly, this is so funny. So I was born in Chester, PA. But I uh, moved because Chester, PA, if you Google it, It's one of the top three worst places to live in America. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I was born right in John Crozier Hospital. Um, Mm -hmm. And with that being said, my grandmother, who was a straight-up hustler, she had already moved out of the hood and had Mm -hmm. bought her own house in the country in Jersey. Okay. Yeah. When I was about two, I moved out to, like, the country-slash-suburbs and like— lived in the boondocks like girl there was a, <laughs> there was a rodeo 10 minutes from. oh i like, love the rodeo, yeah. town rodeo and the swap meet <laughs> every saturday it was bull riding One
0: that podcast. sounds like a
1: fun Yep, town One to live in show yeah. like where everybody might have like we had more john deere tractor stores than like actual car dealerships like, oh no <laughs> <bar> <laughs> supply like when i look in my backyard it was nothing to see about 20 deer just chilling on our a- land <laughs> just chilling like suck you know so oh my goodness um but I was also about a 30 minute drive from Philly and my mom lot mm-hmm. a business and stuff um she you know worked really hard and started buying real estate in Philadelphia and rehabbing it and so from a young age, I was always in Philly, always immersed in the culture. Mm-hmm.
0: I also was about to say, I thought you were going to say, like, from a young age, you always have just been around, like, female hustlers. Uh, well, that's true. That's... You just, I'm like, your grandmother, your mom, like, like, it seems like you just I, watch them. Yeah,
1: my, let me tell you, my mama, my grandmother, they don't bitches. <laughs> <laughs> my grandma came from China. <laughs> didn't have a pot to piss in and a window to throw it out of she came over here with my grandpa god rest his soul but he wasn't shit Uh, oh my gosh (laughs) you know god bless you
0: pops but you wasn't shit listen i'm learning some things about my great great listen and
1: and just be like oh yeah this makes sense (laughs) he's out on my grandma like the way how he did it he uh they all went to the grocery store together and then he got in the car with his other lady and left my grandmom and the four kids at the grocery oh, store with no car so Listen, that moment my the grand-
0: way that men had women fucked up back in the <laughs>
1: like i mean you know and like my grandmother brushed the dirt off her goddamn shoulders and started working her ass off, and was working as a field worker picking peas and whatever was in season from sun up to sundown until her hands got like crippled. And my mom would like pour hot water on,
0: and probably just worked her ass off till she got that house. Exactly.
1: And then she saved up that money and bought a property, fixed it up, and turned it into what they call like a juke joint. So that my mm-hmm. grandmother. Once she had that space, my family's always been creative. So they had a, mm-hmm. a James Brown impersonation band. My uncle you know, <laughs> on lead. My mom played drums and my aunt played bass. So they had the family band. Oh, this band. makes
0: sense with your musical background. Okay, this is all coming together now.
1: This is had, all coming together. Uh, they had the family band um playing as the entertainment then my grandmother was the cook and she sold like rib and chicken dinners and
0: this is all coming (laughs)
1: together (laughs) and then like when she wasn't selling rib and chicken dinners, she was also the weed man like you came to this is all (laughs) you come to my grandma's spot you get your weed you get some entertainment you get some dinners and then you go listen
0: grandma was the original hashley okay he really
1: was like i that's why I say I'm just turning into my grandma to be honest you. Like,
0: <laughs> I was like, like I've seen you cook mm-hmm. so I know you can throw down <laughs> yeah
1: like I literally I'm just and I'm so proud to say that I'm turning into my grandmother 100 I
0: am also turning into my grandmother and I'm not mad at it yeah I really am not you
1: know like
0: I, I and we look alike like she also loves the garden girl, she also loves I CBD love... I'm like
1: if I were to pull up a picture of my grandmom, because we have the exact same fro and smile, and sometimes I look in the mirror and I tear up because I'm like, holy shit, I look like this <laughs> right now, like this is and like she's, she's... So I'm
0: guessing your family is pretty supportive of, of what you're doing in this space.
1: They were not. They were... Oh, really? No, no. Oh, no. whole my career was... So interesting. Oh, no, they... Fucking rioted. Like, oh man. They rioted when I said this is what God, I was going to so do. so surprising. My mom didn't talk to me for four months, girl. Like, when oh, I said, my hey, goodness, I'm moving out to do LA. Do you think
0: they were just maybe like scared of how you'd be perceived or um, just didn't like I- really understand it? <laughs>
1: Honestly, it, it, it's not even that I was being involved in cannabis. It's just that my family is very much a, okay, what's the plan from point A all the way to mm-hmm. B? And we need mm-hmm. to go over it. And we're going to go over it with a fine tooth comb. And if we don't think that these points necessarily line up with your goals, let's change these points.
0: Mm-hmm. So with
1: that being said, I kind of did a black sheep move and said, well, I'm going to wing it (laughs) (laughs) and wish me luck everybody and my family's like oh man that sounds like me wing it <laughs> like we don't wing it in this family we plan. <laughs> like,
0: that sounds like me i'm just like so just do me
1: honestly and... it took like because my family they always you know the we like cannabis they knew that i smoked cannabis since college so that wasn't mm-hmm. that was a secret but it was me being this involved being open yeah and being that open about it because it's not like you know my mom she had to accept the fact that she won't be like my daughter is a lawyer and my daughter works in weed
0: <laughs> yeah I always wonder how my family explains that to people yeah and well as my mom yeah did, my daughter does
1: marketing so we're, we're we're getting there yeah well that's close Fish, like, sorry I'm if like, you hear siren's fine you, you know now. Oh, you're fine. I thought it was me. I was like, who? No, you're
0: good. What? I also I'm in California, so you know, there's just noise.
1: It's always noise. Callie,
0: are you yeah. so Cali? I'm in Long Beach.
1: Oh, girl. Yeah, I'm not okay.
0: that far from LA. <laughs> All right. Well, we need to link up, and hey, you can find me. Yeah. yeah you no, you're spo-
1: you're actually very close to me.
0: Yes, I am. I I just came back to Cali uh, in November. Okay, and I've I'm in the same. That's why it's like I can definitely resonate with what you're saying. Is being like universe. If I'm supposed to be in this, be in this. And now I've been in the industry for like four or five years, mm-hmm. and then coming out here, like I've just been busy nonstop. Like we've talked previously, because I was doing stuff for work, and I'm just like, oh man, I guess I'm supposed to like be doing this. <laughs> and, yeah man, it, this industry just keeps supporting me, and that's why I'm so excited to be able to create a season three because. It was never my intention to do this for three seasons. And yeah. now I am. And I'm yeah. like, this is crazy.
1: And, like, take acknowledge and, like, pat yourself on the back for that. Do you know? Thank you. Like, do you know how hard it is to just get, like, a podcast up and running? It's, it's. it's you just got
0: to start, man. You just got to be like, I'm just going to do it.
1: You know, and <laughs> you to be in your third season is absolutely freaking incredible,
0: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to have you on for the for the third season. We're going to have this is going to be a long episode, you guys. So I have to let you
1: know. I I am weed be blessed. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm
0: rambling. I mean, it's not Sunday, but we are just feeling, you know, just grateful. I think gratitude changes your perspective, especially I'm in the industry. Grateful. Just being like, wow, I'm so grateful to be in this space, especially because we're we're uh, women of color, and mm-hmm. it's there's so many people who should be in the space and deserve to be and they're just not able to be and it's not fair. Therefore, we kind of have to like represent for them and use our platforms and you do such a good job of it using your platforms to just be like, what can I create that's going to show people that we deserve to be here, you know? Yeah.
1: And not exactly like uh, women of color, but like just plus size and thick women in general. Exactly. Because there is, there's none of us on you know like for for the long mm-hmm. time i thought that in order for me to be a cannabis influencer i had to just like i had to be super thin wear sweatshirts and knee-high socks with like oh my <laughs> i thought that's all oh man that's that, the that, aesthetic. that's the influencer <laughs> requirement and setup. and oh my god me, that bothered me because i'm like you know what yeah I don't want to do that, and I want to create. I want to create glamour around cannabis. I don't want to just like you do
0: it so well. Like every shoot is like it feels like you know Beyonce, Ivy Park drop. Like it feels like (laughs) it's just like wow. Like whatever you create. Like speaking of being an influencer, because I'm sure, like you said, you saw the same thing over and over and over again. You were like, this is not for me, and like other influencers feel that way, but. What advice would you give someone who's like who wants to be an influencer or create content in this space, or not in this space, but they just keep seeing the same same thing? Like, how did you kind of push yourself past that to be like, okay, I'm just gonna do it anyway?
1: You need to at some point acknowledge to yourself that you are valid in this space and you are worthy in this space because I had those felt like. I'm not gonna be over here lying to y'all. Be like, yeah, I knew I was a bad bitch since day one. <laughs> no, man, I'm self conscious, motherfucker. Like, I, it takes time. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Especially like, might make fun of my body, like me just being confident. And but I had to like, you have to have so many conversations with yourself. Mm-hmm. Allow yourself to get past what social media is putting out there and stop letting them control your own narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, stop letting what you're seeing from other people because that's their vibe. And I'm not knocking the people that are like, if sweatshirts and long tubes bong socks, if that's your thing, then rock that Go
0: shit. Go for you. That's great. Right.
1: Do it. But to the person that's looking and like for inspiration be your own fucking inspiration like i always mm-hmm. say to people i don't like i don't necessarily like being called an influencer because my thought is nobody should be able to influence you you influence your motherfucking self like mm-hmm. so with that being said i hope that i can inspire you i hope that you know That's pretty much it, that you get inspired, that you feel some sort of passion that wakes up in you. One of my most favorite DMs is when someone's like, hey, I saw the stuff that you did, and now I'm inspired to go make something of my own Mm -hmm. and to go create my own. And that is essentially like what we should be here for. Influencers should be here to inspire people to be the best versions of themselves and nothing more than that.
0: I love that so much. I think that's so important to be like, I have to have a conversation with myself. You can't really get it from someone else. Mm -hmm. You have to believe it for yourself. And you have to find I keep hitting my mic. Sorry, guys. You have to find it in yourself to be that confident. You can't be like, okay, I'm gonna do what she's doing. And maybe I'll be confident then.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's not going to work. Like, And if anything, y'all, if you want to, if you're like, I don't know what to do, I'll give you a trick on what I did when I was first starting my shoots. Rather than looking at influencers and like your peers, I literally look to icons of the past. Who were the women that were so powerful and I, mm-hmm. of the
0: past? I was just going to ask you, I was literally just going to ask you, like, who are some of your... Inspirations, like who inspires you? Who are some of your artistic influences?
1: Uh, there's so many. Every give me like your top five to six, uh, like uh, if you can. <laughs> okay, so I I have to break it down because there's several aspects and there's no as you should. Yeah. yeah okay, so if we're talking about just like modeling in general and like just being fierce in front of the camera. Then I'm thinking Billie Holiday. I'm thinking Lana Turner. I'm thinking
0: wow.
1: Rowe. I'm thinking Pam Greer, bitch. But, <laughs> but, those,
0: listen, the city girls have nothing on those women. I don't even think. Even so. though the city girls are also listen, fine, like those are the originals. The original city poo. girls.
1: Period, poo, but I don't think about them when I do photos. <laughs> because you have
0: to like there's just the elegance and just like a bad bitch attitude to you if you're Billy
1: Holiday and Yeah, and those those were the women that influenced my regular life because my mom was one of those people that was like, I want you to know about bad bitches and especially mm-hmm, who these women are and what they did. So, yeah. Like I have books on Ella Fitzgerald, Billy Holiday, Coretta Scott King, like Literally wrote, like, every influential Black woman of color. My mom has gotten a book, and I have read it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's why nothing has really stopped you, because you've never had that mindset, like, from from an early age. You were just like, I can do anything.
1: Yeah, because my mom was like, okay, baby. And the same with my grandma. I'm like, I want to do this. And they're like, all right, let's get you some lessons and get you trained. Like, they never they never made me do any of the stuff I wanted to do creative wise. Like they're just like, I went to them and said, Hey, can we, can I I like this? this. Mm -hmm. I want to try this. Like this is, I feel passionate about it. And they always just fostered my creativity um, from literally age five. Like I was actually doing like full out concerts in church when I was seven years old. (laughs) Yeah. They so like, so-
0: she wants to sing, let the baby sing. It was She's so- seven. Listen. No, let her sing.
1: Girl, I <laughs> sold out concerts at age eight. Listen. All-
0: they <laughs> said, you want to have a concert? We're going to do it at the church. You can sell yep.
1: tickets. Yep. And like back then, like, it, oh my God, it was so ghetto. Like, I had <laughs> a karaoke machine that I burned all the songs that I was going to perform onto the karaoke machine and then I took that karaoke machine and put it up to like the church mic so that the sound system could hear the music <laughs> I got the other mic and girl I got it the seven-year-old you was like
0: this is it
1: listen this I is my time it. and I performed and like it's crazy because even years later, now there's people that will stop my mom and be like, Is she still singing? I remember. That. <laughs> it was amazing. And mom's like,
0: So, who are some of your like musical, like based off of the own music you make? Obviously, if for those that don't know, she also sings, she also raps, she knows oh, it all. Uh, um, okay. As far as like, you know, when you're making music, who do you think about or who maybe influences uh, your sound? Jimi Hendrix.
1: Okay, I could definitely see it. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix, all of the Wu-Tang Clan. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> all of the Wu-Tang Clan. Yes. Ice <laughs> <like> Cube family movies. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and Diplo. Diplo, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's just like his energy, how he creates music, like, the level of happiness that he brings to people when, like, create, I just, I love it. Um, damn, Patty LaBelle, uh, yes, Patty. Aretha Franklin, um, Brandy, Monica, um, yeah, I'm not about to give you anyone that's, like, circa 2000 plus, because... I mean,
0: I, I'm really loving this list so far, so...
1: um <laughs> Beyonce, Lauren Hill, Erica, Badu, Erica Badu is queen. I
0: was just listening to her yesterday because I was like, you know what? I have not listened to it in a long time. Erica Badu.
1: Then you and I were on <laughs> the exact same page because I too was listening to Erica Badu. Um, I got. A I've show. Been listening to
0: like R and B, and I was like, hold on, let me go to the
1: originals. Yep. Of this like new school R and B exactly like every time I hear a sample that I'm like I remember hearing this growing up like with my grandmother playing it as she was like cooking in the kitchen and I'm like I gotta hear the original <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're like this is fine but I need the original that's so dope I love that you have all these influences that are like from growing up and from like your nostalgia and like you said like Philly was a big
1: influenced you and even Um, like even like gotten into like okay so then so fun fact about me that you guys don't see because I have nails I can play guitar bass and a little bit of drums okay so I started playing guitar when I was 13 and I discovered um, I discovered rock and roll when I was young because (laughs) I grew up in a very Christian household and the only thing that Mm -hmm. was played was Kirk Franklin and (laughs) I love
0: Kirk Franklin. Listen, who doesn't? They be He just had a tiny desk that was fantastic. (laughs)
1: Um, But yeah, no, it was a very, you know, a very Christian Jamaican household.
0: You could only listen to what you, what they wanted to listen to.
1: But my big brother played in a punk rock band. Um, Yep. (laughs) not fair (laughs) so uh when i was old enough he actually like burned a he like burned a cd for me i was like little little and i remember taking it on the bus and he put it in like a donny McClurkin album cover (laughs) but the actual
0: oh my gosh
1: nirvana bleach Um, so Nirvana is actually one of the biggest musical influences like all the people that I've said if I have to pick two Nirvana and Erykah Badu are the biggest influences in my life this makes a lot of sense yeah like biggest influences in my life
0: because you have those two sides of you
1: yeah Like, for the longest time, like, hip-hop, I discovered my love for hip-hop when I moved to uh, New York and, like, started living in Brooklyn and just started collaborating and, like, watching, you know, people, like, um, just freestyle. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And then, girl, I moved to Philly and was like, (laughs) whoo-hoo! Like, Philly is the home of, like, the incredible unknown artist there are Mm -hmm. so many incredible unknown people in philly that it's just like you know like philly and new york city will get your craft together musically oh yeah (laughs) they'll get you together like you'll either get together or you'll quit (laughs) because they're they're not you know they're they take their music and stuff very seriously
0: I'm sure. How do you incorporate cannabis into your artistic process or how does like cannabis when you're making art, how do those two things mesh together?
1: Uh, they just do, um, <laughs> which is so interesting because I've been making art and I've been creative like even longer than I've been smoking cannabis. Mm-hmm. So to see how this amazing plant has come into my life and just to see how it has inspired like literally inspired a lot of the stuff that i do is incredible to me
0: it just made sense to you you were like oh
1: yeah i was like oh okay this made sense like and if you would have asked me when i was younger if i would be like writing songs and like in the cannabis industry i would have told you get behind me satan (laughs) Because I was a straight edge kid, super straight edge. Oh my gosh, I didn't drink, same I church on Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday. Oh my gosh, <laughs> like you know, I was in the choir, I had Bible yep. study. Yeah,
0: and these are all things I did in my own whim. I wasn't forced to do these things, I chose that life. Yeah, absolutely. And I went to college, and it was a whole new world, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the world, I was like there. Um, I was also very creative at a young age. Like, started making my own books at five. I was like, okay. Oh, I like to write. I like storytelling. I like telling stories and so you, helping people tell stories. Yeah, you that's why I make sense why i podcasting. <laughs> when I was seven
1: years old, I was convinced that I was going to be the next Stephen King, and I would just write like short <laughs> horror stories, like all the time and yeah and then that led to a degree in
0: journalism and that led to me writing about weed and it just all just became like oh I want to tell stories about weed and the women and weed and I like telling stories and I like weed yeah it just it just makes sense when you put them together and you think about the things you're passionate about mm -hmm. you're like oh I can put all of these things together and make something really special
1: I have rolled the and i am so <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man i wish i could share it with you
1: <laughs> we should you are very close to me queen so we i know i'm
0: like i could share it right now but like I'm let not
1: this not be the last time that we talk and communicate i'm not so glad that we were able to chat i was like running from dance class <laughs> first of all let's talk about how i've just taken up Um, pole fitness like pole dancing fitness because I come from a very like conservative Christian background as as y'all know and like me like pushing myself to do something like this is so cathartic for me
0: um, oh my goodness!
1: It's very very freeing. But it's so
0: fun. And it's I've a done pole a l- dancing a class fun. once, and it was super fun. But my arms hurt the next day. My I was arm, so confused. I was like, "What the my world? arms
1: <laughs> are like? I have no upper body strength whatsoever." And I went maybe about a month ago, and for the past month, I have been trying to literally just hold on <laughs> and kick my legs up <laughs> and slide down. <laughs> and today was the day that did I should do it, bitch. If you don't kick your leg up and then my legs <laughs> went, and I sit down and literally, I didn't put it in the video, <laughs> but oh, God. Like, I'm sliding down the pole crying like I'm doing <laughs> it. <That's nice." laughs> Look it, I did it, <laughs> and um, even to the point where I sent it to my mom and like my mom. She was like, oh, wow, you did it. <laughs> Look at you. Because well, that's hard. That's not
0: easy, guys.
1: It's not. And I'm going to be honest with you. Pronto,
0: strippers are the strongest. Like, oh my gosh, my arms hurt so bad. And
1: queens are strong. Like, not strong, strong.
0: strong. You do not want to get punched in the face.
1: Like, strong. <laughs> like, strippers are strong. Like, I couldn't move my arms for a week. Damn. Like, my but i came in after like to talk to you and like everything is activated like my abs my arms, oh no everything's just like <gasps> right now but I do so
0: that's why you were like I'm gonna roll the fattest one
1: yeah and I was like girl I'm gonna need like several minutes I'm being you were the- all good but I-, <laughs> I need some minutes because
0: that's I- why I was like if you need some time take your I oh, know you no. just came in from dance class so I figured you were like just needing some some time to get your your muscles
1: (laughs) yeah well no see my muscles have been gone for like a little bit now because i told you a month ago i took that first pole class and then it re-sparked my love of dance so now i've been taking like hip-hop classes twerk classes like as many dance classes as i can possibly take so everything just hurts like oh i had a joke with my roommate today i said smoke that blunt light that blunt please oh yes ma'am like i'm about you but i immediately i was like well i hurt the lower half the other day from twerk class time to hurt the upper half (laughs) guess i'm just
0: gonna make both hurt. yes please light that blunt yeah while i find what next question i want to get into it's been such a pleasure having you on ashley of course we'll i'm sorry talk again and smoke again
1: I hope they enjoy the vibes because I'm having a great time.
0: No, it's always a good time. I feel like that's why people have responded so well to the show because we really don't get to have these conversations like out loud. Like I've definitely had homegirls that I sit and I just smoke weed with and I have these conversations with and I'm just like, we should record this. We should be having these conversations with other people. And like I did a clubhouse event with just women of color and cannabis And the feedback I got was that people hadn't heard these conversations before. Wow. Yeah, like especially the men of color in cannabis, they were like, I didn't even know you guys were having these challenges. I had no idea. I was like, well, that's why we have to have these conversations. Yeah, We have to talk to each other and you have to, you know, let other people hear us.
1: Yeah, for some reason in cannabis, like the black woman is like the last thought about person. And I am like, I I don't understand like you're like I have smoke well food forever <laughs> exactly. like we are consumers we make up a large demographic like first of all let's just talk numbers and statistics women are now in we a- smoke a lot of I- weed we smoke more weed mostly because of our periods honestly yes ma'am <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and children like, and when i discovered that marijuana helps for these insane cramps that i've been getting since like forever it was pretty much a wrap
0: and you're like oh this is it it's this also my medicine made,
1: you know my mom accepted it for me because she's like okay this she
0: knows it makes you feel better
1: basically i'm like mom have you you you've met me when you've
0: seen me when I'm in pain?
1: You've met me when I'm in pain. I'm I'm not a pleasant person. But <laughs> don't do that to yourself. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, statistically, we consume more. And I just I have so many moments in my life where it was me and like my friends or my cousins or my sister, and we just had a blunt and we had to all just get together with some wine and some weed and just sit and talk and that's how
1: we were like communicate and commune i love it i love it i love the title of your podcast when you're like thank you i want to come on weed wine and weave i said bitch what yes i love all those yes
0: i I do and that's what i said i was like i like all of those (laughs) that's why i named the show that you get it all the things that we love most of us, I mean, you don't have to have weave, of course, but weave just means like your hair in general, just like your crown, mm-hmm. what you put on your head. I currently have box braids in, and it is a formal weave. And I love it, and it makes me feel beautiful. And when I don't have weave, I also feel beautiful. But I love wine, weed, and weave. I feel like these are all things all Black women
1: love. <laughs> I mean, I've been rocking my natural for like a little bit, because it's something that, um, I've never felt comfortable to have my real hair out on social. I saw your fro. It is
0: gorge.
1: And I, I've i never, because I also, I grew up in an area where, you know, it's ingrained in you that you have to have straight, shiny hair. Mm-hmm.
0: And- like all of America in 2000 yeah. through. <laughs> like,
1: you know, and it needs to be straight and perfect and all of that. And
0: oh, I, like, begged my mom for a perm. I begged her. Yeah,
1: I was like please I wanted a perm and then like girl I haven't had a relaxer in my hair in like seven years like and I you know I blow dry it out but not really like I maybe pluck it out just to get it a braid down for like my next weave but other than to like do a whole straightening I do it maybe once a year and my real hair is now like halfway down my back You have some
0: long hair. I was looking all through your Instagram, of course, to, like, you're ready for this episode, looking at your stories, and I was like, you have some long hair.
1: Yeah, and that was actually a clip from last year. It's even longer now. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Like, my hair... And it's one of the reasons, like, everyone's always like, oh, we love your natural hair. Wear it out. And I'm like, bitch, my hair. They don't have what? to do this hair.
0: They don't do it.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, my hair is like this because I braid it because up you and wear put it. wig yes. on and it. And protective because style. I love color and cuts and styles. And, like, my natural. You had
0: so many great looks. As I was trying to find a picture for this episode, I picked so many pictures of you. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so. <laughs> you had so many different types of hair. I'm someone who changes my hair a lot as well. I love having felt wigs and weaves. It's, I had box I had uh dreads last week and I had a wig before that. Now I have box
1: braids. Like I just like variety and it's just I, so fun. Like if one you're of here, the you wanted to do it. I do love it. is that being a black woman. I can do that. We can do anything I with our hair. It. It's like, so fun. And they tomorrow can a I fuck out of people. A green I love it. Cut, and then the <laughs> day I can have 13 and 45 inches and you'll say nothing because I'm slaying them both. Like, and that's what confuses about. people
0: so much. It makes them so mad. I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. I've had so many times where I walked into my job when I was like working in person and they'd be like, but your hair was a different thing last week. And I'm like, yeah, and.
1: Yeah. And- so and what? And, <laughs> and I know my ex. He loved it because he was like, "It's like a whole new girl." It's a, like a whole new <laughs> a whole new. What girl. did Megan say? <clears throat> Which my wig, make it
0: feel like you in. Yes, exactly. with my wig, you get a whole it's, new girl yeah. each time. She made a song about it.
1: So yes,
0: we yeah, got so off topic. Go. I'm sorry. We're just smoking and talking. It's okay. <laughs> I only have a couple more questions for you sis and then I'm gonna get us off here um so my last question my last couple questions is what advice do you have for women in the industry um or women that want to get in the industry and just don't know where to start like you know if they maybe have an idea or they're passionate about the plant or they love smoking weed or they see some value in this industry and they just have no idea know how they should start or they might just be scared to start you know what advice would you have for them two things
1: oh okay hey okay well <laughs> like i got something to say you gotta an answer he's like well here i'm in now uh, <laughs> <laughs> um Two things to women that want to break in this industry, especially women of color, um, plus-size women, women who don't look like what the industry standard is. Mm-hmm. Stop that shit. Just start. Because Immediately. we are the majority. And we can be what changes the narrative of what you see when you walk into the dispensary because it's exactly. your and your money. So if you want to see things different, then be a part of that change. And it literally starts from just doing. Let me tell you right now, you're going to be terrible at it before <laughs> you... I, I'm being honest. You're going to be absolutely oh awful... It is the truth. That's and why I laugh. You're doing, <laughs> I, and then it's going to be okay. You're going to look back and be yep. like, wow, I looked crazy. <laughs> girl, girl. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, huh? "Um, it's going to be okay. And then it's going to get to good. And then it's going to get to like dope. And then you, fucking iconic. You know, and I'm still working towards getting to like the iconic stage. I'm not there yet, but that's the fun part of it. Is that's where I want to. Um, so that is my best advice. Like, if I had to stop, just do it. Yeah, just do it. Allow yourself to be vulnerable. Allow yourself to be vulnerable and put out that work even if it isn't the greatest it's what you created and if you're proud of it that is what matters so frequently mm-hmm. are you proud of what you have created content wise whether mm-hmm. anything like and if you're not proud then figure out what will it take to make you proud and then put mm-hmm. this out there and then stop being so concerned about the likes y'all stop
0: it doesn't matter they don't those are the numbers that don't even as someone that works like on the marketing side of the industry as well the likes we don't even they don't matter that's not even like like, kind of what the value we see it we want to see like are you part of the community are you actually like bringing value to you know what you're saying are the things you're saying like valuable do you align with like you know who you're working with. I think alignment is also so important. Like, you know, and make, like you said, you don't just work with anybody. Like you don't just work with brands that want to just like, just pay you to be, you know, just the face.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to, you know, it. it's so crazy to me because right before I moved to Philly um, and right when I, if you have been following me for a minute, you can literally see where there was a breaking point where everything was just kind of, was rising, rising. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden it went like that. Um, And right before that moment, there is a homie of mine that owns a glass shop in Philly who was, you know, I was just starting to really do my creative stuff and like put myself out there because I too used to look at so many other people and be like, okay, this is what they want to see. I was one of those people, so that's why I can say all this stuff to y'all, is because I did it. Like, I 100% tried to morph myself into what I thought they wanted in order for me to get more likes, more this, more whatever. And it was it was authentic but it wasn't as real to me as it could be and Mm -hmm. there was a moment where i was like "Mm -hmm. i'm just put this up here because i like it it makes me happy (laughs) (laughs) because this is dope and they might find it weird they might not but it is what it is here we go good luck everybody um and just put it up there and then that's when i started being myself that's when people are like oh i rock with you I fuck with this
0: Mm -hmm. because they saw you were being authentic and you can tell you can see through when someone's not being authentic you know
1: and that's what it takes and if I can't if like y'all don't remember anything that I have said during this entire podcast is just stay you And it's easier said than done, but, like, stay you. Yeah.
0: It's so easy to get wrapped up into any industry, but I think especially the cannabis industry, it's really easy to just kind of get, like, swept up in what
1: everybody else is doing. Exactly. And there's, like, no one, like, I say it all the time, like, no one can do the shit that you do. No one can do it. And there is something that you have to offer that hasn't been offered that I can't do, that you, Ayana, can't do, that only you, whoever is listening, can do. Work, but you have to do it, you know, and work on it and fine tune mm-hmm. and perfect your craft. Like, I come from a creative artistic background where, like, practice is like the number one word in my house. Girl, practice. <laughs> Practice, practice, <laughs> practice. I said I wanted to learn how to play guitar. My mom was like, All right. Practice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wanna know how to do that? All right, but you gonna practice. Like, and that's the one thing that I can say is that even me making these small edits on a cause I edit and create something every single day. And I Oh, I'm sure. And I literally do it because it is an exercise in me getting better. And I just, I love watching some of my older stuff and just being like, ooh, look how smooth. Like, you know, like I I get obsessed when I make like a sick edit. I'm like, oh, that cut was smooth. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, When you impress yourself, like, oh man, I'm getting good at this. Exactly.
1: Like, just take that pride in your journey. Cause that's where I'm at right now is that I, I feel proud of myself for the improvements that I made, but I'm also excited because I have so much to learn and Mm -hmm. so much growing to do. So I'm at an amazing spot in my life where it's like, I'm getting better, but I still can do better, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, you're like, this is just the beginning. You're like, Mm -hmm. I'm not even my best yet.
1: No, not yet. I have not come into the full best version of me yet. I'm getting there, but I'm not there yet. And when I do, hoo hoo
0: I mean, you're already killing it, so I can only imagine.
1: When I get there and I'm I'm (laughs) determined. I'm determined. And the universe has been it's been looking out for me. That's great
0: universe. I love to hear it, man. Well that is gonna be almost the end of our episode, you guys. I feel like this was a lot longer than we originally planned, but that's (laughs) okay. it's been such a refreshing conversation to have to just hear someone else that kind of has the same thoughts as you and being like, okay, I'm not crazy for being in this and for doing this. And okay. I'm also listening. I'm also talking to the universe in the sky.
1: (laughs) I, I do it all the time. I'm very much one of those. Hey, because i mean like i i grew up it would be ridiculous for me to say that i'm not a spiritual person considering my upbringing my upbringing was
0: yeah of course reality. but sometimes you have to just what did i tell myself the other day i was like sometimes you literally just have to lean on what you cannot see mm-hmm. and just trust it just like fall with full faith i have faith over fear tattooed on my arm and okay. i just Uh-oh. will look down and be like okay it's it's imprinted on me <laughs>
1: <laughs> like yeah you literally you need to have such I remember that Kevin Hart once said he was like you gotta believe in yourself so, so hard. hard that people think you're crazy you're cra- oh <laughs> my gosh
0: I think I am crazy I'd be like you know I'm like I'm crazy and then I accomplish it and I'm like oh my god I I actually did it and
1: that's how i live my life is that you know i live it in a way that i just i believe i'm not trying to be a narcissist but i believe in myself like
0: you have to I believe that's what you attract the things you want though honestly like you know like you have to believe in yourself so hard to to attract the things that you so want. true so, so, and you're such a, a testament to it and the things that you're saying i'm just like it, it's not sunday it's saturday right now this will be out <laughs> on sunday so <laughs> Hopefully this helped you go to church a little bit cuz I feel definitely uh spoken to feel like the spirit is going to touch me later and i feel like oh Jesus okay but you? <laughs> that's great when you get to have those conversations with people and disconnect and I'm so glad that you're in this space and continue to just build things um now is the time I really want you to just you know promo yourself tell people where they can find you okay your Instagram your website if you have any projects coming up or that you're doing I saw your uh, like black history campaign that was beautiful it's not with... done yet though Cause oh man well no not that one the one you did with quality and all the like black influencers yeah, I mean, so that... like content creators it's
1: not done when I hang up with you the documentary that I was telling you about oh the... that's
0: it okay yeah, it be oh my gosh! Well, I'm super at, excited to see that. Yeah, it'll be dropping um 20 today.
1: Okay. Um. So yeah, I'm very excited to. I want you guys to get to know these people and get to, you know, one of the reasons you'll see I'm not that much in the documentary. You see me for maybe about two seconds, and the reason mm-hmm. why is because, like y'all already know who I am, but I need you guys to know these people because their drive and their passion and their vision, like they the goddamn future. So (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So I'm just like, get to know them because in about like a year or so, you're going to see their face. They're going to, they have that passion that I had when I started a few years. Mm -hmm. And for me to like, I felt like it was, like, my small version of Tiffany Haddish's, like, She Ready on Netflix. I'm just, like, they ready, y'all, so. Oh,
0: I love that. that. I can't
1: wait to see um, that. So, yeah, I'm excited to show that. And then on the music aspect, I... Oh, she just dropped a new song, y'all. Yeah, I did drop a new song, The Plays are crazy. 60, I've seen. 60K plays on SoundCloud. Tech I mean, it is entities, a banger.
0: I won't say it, but I
1: said it is. On Spotify. And um, I am working with this team to create the, like, when I say iconic, this is going to be this music video that we are working on and that we are planning out for this song. Is so motherfucking iconic. I can't wait for y'all to see it. And I'm dropping it on 420. Um, <gasps> Yay. That's such a good day
0: drop like weed music. Because then you could smoke and get high. Oh, like, I, <laughs> on your weed playlist. <laughs>
1: they say that there will be a warehouse. And obviously it'll be COVID safe. But mm-hmm. we're going to have a warehouse of dancers doing, mm-hmm. yeah, some and the choreographer that i found she is um she taught and like was instructed by debbie allen which is like if y'all don't know who if
0: y'all don't know if y'all don't don't know
1: please get on the internet i need you to go google right now like debbie allen is that bitch so to have one of her students choreograph my very first serious music video and i got a dance team that's flying out from kansas that wants to be a part of it and like <laughs> i
0: am listen when you create something i know you go all out like yeah so you're like this is gonna be what it's like in my head
1: yeah oh no it's gonna be amazing like i found a warehouse that i can't give it away i just can't
0: okay well okay that's fine it's okay but going you know? to iconic <laughs>
1: um and then after before that august or august april 10th the week before i'm going to be doing a live performance uh npr tiny death style okay elon cannabis um i love that Bass, and i have a full live band so you're actually going to hear my latest bop but a whole live band's going to be behind me as i do it because that's my bop i'm excited love-
0: to see that i love tiny death so
1: i'm sure i'll love this yeah, I love live instruments. And whenever I do a show, like if I can have a live band behind me, I will always have a live band. Uh, cause it's...
0: I can't wait till like live concerts again. I miss them so much.
1: Me too, because I'm ready to perform. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was like, oh, I want to go to one, but I'll go to yours.
1: <laughs> like I'm ready to be on stage. I'm weird about concerts because every time I go to a concert, the only thing I can think of is I should be on there like why that's a true artist for you like, why yeah. am I here they
0: are like I could do this better
1: I'm sitting here watching him and all his hard work I should be home working hard myself <laughs> so
0: that I can <laughs> One, like, what am that, I doing here I'm wasting time you know,
1: like even to the point of it's even with like television for me like it's why I don't watch much tv because I know a lot of people are like this is an amazing story plot but for me I'm like I'm just seeing someone's hard work. They worked really hard to get there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They do it by sitting and watching this show. <laughs> they were
0: up writing, you and know, making stuff and shooting and.
1: So yeah. I so that's like where my mindset is. Um, with like, I, everything. I just you know I want to be that person that's creating the art um sorry you've
0: been creating so much if you didn't know this episode is called cannabis and creating
1: We didn't know cool. that already because of
0: course you're creative so I definitely feel like we touch base on you know all of the things that you have done and that will do and I'm super excited to see all of it like I said your your journey has been so fun to watch you just keep getting better and better and I'm so excited <laughs> to see I am- what else you create I um, and I appreciate you for being on the show. Do you have anything you want to tell the people? Any, uh, you know, words of affirmation?
1: I mean, like I said, uh, make sure that you're doing things because you love them, mm-hmm. passionate about. And there's so many ways in this cannabis space where you can create your niche and that people will appreciate it. Stop worrying about the likes, stop worrying about the follows, and worry about the message that you are putting out to people. And that's it.
0: That's great. I love that so much. I feel like people are going to take some gems away from this episode for sure and just feel more confident going into the space if they weren't kind of like confident or hesitant.
1: Oh, yeah. Y'all got this.
0: Just listening to you. I feel like lots of people are going to be like, I can do anything. (laughs)
1: You really can't. You really can't. Girl, I slid down a pole today. Listen. I didn't think that, like, a month ago that I would ever be. I was just like, maybe I'll be one of those pole dancers that just, like, goes around. Just goes in
0: a circle.
1: You know, I I do, like, sexy circles, but, like. (laughs) I can do
0: anything, okay? Anything. I always say, Black women, as y'all know, we can do anything. Really? we've always done everything yeah. and if you want to be in the space i don't think you have to be in front of the camera you can be behind the camera you don't <laughs> even have to use a camera if you like accounting and you love weed you can be a cannabis accountant that's a job yep and if you just love cannabis and you don't want to be in the space you just want to admire from afar the support of consumers is so necessary in order for everyone to grow so yep. everyone has a role in this ecosystem us continue to support each other like you said reach back and just make sure we're including other people that look like us that sound like us that have weave in their hair and long nails yes tony are you gonna start up
1: <laughs> So everybody's starting up i'm sorry
0: <laughs> you are all good it was such a pleasure having you on my phone is about to die um I'm trying to think if I have any announcements for you guys. I don't believe so. I think this was just such a wonderful, wonderful way to start season three. You're such a dream. I'm definitely oh. gonna hit you up. This will not be the last time please that you hear from me and then I talk to you. You're a twenty minute drive, girl. Like,
1: yeah, please <laughs> the level of us like getting together like here, we could have a doggy and, like, date. Smoke. Up. Well, so these doggos, they're they're not dates. <laughs> Um, no new friends no new <laughs> friends no, no no new friends
0: okay no doggy dates no doggy dates of yeah. course we'll be
1: COVID friendly they but would be don't worry, Well, dates that's probably what the dogs could handle right now.
0: I appreciate it now yeah. you'll definitely hear from me again we'll keep in touch um there's definitely some people that I can think of that I think you'd be a great uh connector with like you said like you said I don't know why more people like more influencers you said are more like women of color in the space have reached out to you and I always say like if you don't know what to do just dm someone in the industry like you never yeah. know who's gonna respond
1: just so line in my DM. just dm like, her guys I, you know she's
0: not too she's not too big for <laughs>
1: yeah like I'm yeah I'm not like I'm this way all the time like I, I'm chill y'all I don't bite. like <laughs> I don't I don't bite for real like I you heard it
0: here first I, here, DMs. I always tell people just DM me and I will usually get back to you in a 24 hour period also my on my brand page people are like can I talk to the manager the owner I'm like it's me girl hi yeah.
1: <laughs> so you know just DM
0: because f- I need this collaboration to happen this year and beyond for all of us Like even though it's COVID more people have been able to connect and collaborate and now we're an essential business you know it's yes. a very valuable industry so if you have the interest get in it now connect with people like Ashley and start creating the things you want to see yeah. and that's on period that's on period poo <laughs> alright girl you have a happy Saturday I'm going to text you right after this yeah. and uh, everyone say hi and stay healthy bye and hydrated and hydrated yes hi healthy and hydrated.
1: drink your water please Bye, y'all. Bye. (laughs)